You're listening to the Twitchy Coffee Podcast. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, go to twitch.tv forward slash twitchycoffee. Now, I've noticed one little issue as well. Uh, you probably, you can't see me right now, Raw, can you? Oh, I can't see you, no. No, oh, I cannot, that's, am I supposed we, to see We don't you? want that to be the case, you know? I mean, as much as I would love to just have your face be the only thing on this stream, it might get a wee bit confusing for those uh, watching at home. Oh, so do I I'm have gonna... to look at your face? I mean, come on. like. Uh, look, ideally, <laughs> I know, it's, it's, not, it's not ideal. It's really not ideal, but... Uh, we're just, it's, it's just one of those things that I have to do, you know, it's, I can't have a successful podcast, uh, without my face on it, unfortunately. So let me just quickly pop yeah. over to this, to this testing. <gasps> is she <gasps> live? Oh, oh, there is this thing on? Look, look at us go. We are live and ready guys. Welcome to the Twitchy podcast. I'm your host, Twitchy Coffee. And right with us today for episode two, we have the one and the only raw Genesis man. Welcome onto the stream. Thank you for deciding to have me on. I don't know why you did, but I'm here now, so it's too late and you can't turn back now. <laughs> oh, shit, guys. Where's the stop streaming button? I've got to quickly find it. Help me out, <laughs> Quick, end this. Oh, end. Somebody, somebody ban this channel. Yes, yeah. Oh, can we just get in some Twitch staff, Twitch admins? You know, just shut this thing down. Let's get the ban hammer on her quick as possible before it gets a little bit too rowdy. Oh, boy. Um, actually, how's your day been, man? What have you been up to? Uh... I had a day like every other day. I went to work and then I came home and that was very exciting. Uh, very, very exciting. Not really. Actually, um, <laughs> I saw a Twitter thread earlier today and it kind of relates to this a little bit where uh, you might, you might have in the stream. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but he basically was taking, talking about how people who have jobs like full-time, part-time, casual, whatever, whenever they find themselves at the job, they kind of look around and just think, fuck, this sucks. I really wish I could be streaming right now. Oh. And it was kind of discussing the... You know the lifestyle of someone that works full time but also tries to stream as much as possible yeah i it's, know exactly uh, the tweet you're talking about i saw it and i almost thought about replying and i was just like nah i'm not gonna reply to that i'm just gonna, <laughs> just gonna let it go <laughs> oh i'd get too sad if i reply better not do it oh man no actually i didn't want to reply either but i think i just had like a solid 15 minutes in my work day and i figured you know what i'll uh i'll, I'll engage i'll i'll bite the bullet let's make it happen but, no, uh, i like i like the part where you know I, they pay me money you know that part's real fun you know i very much good. enjoy that <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah, that's usually the, the, the ideal of the highlight of my week um well anyways i'll let you introduce yourself man because you know i did say a little bit about you uh, prior to starting but i mean if you want to introduce yourself uh to the lovely people right here on twitch uh you can go for it well i'm raw genesis and uh from what i've been told from everybody else i mean i would never claim this myself but everybody else just claims that i definitely have the best and juiciest booty on all of twitch i would never make those claims but everybody else no, does never. so you know i like what can i say um <laughs> but yeah no, i'm just uh i've been streaming for over six years now i think uh started in 2012 and i've been Streaming, you know, in the beginning I streamed on and off a little bit, but I've been streaming pretty non-stop for a while now. Um, right, it, right. I have a lot of fun with it. I enjoy it. It is my hobby. It is something that I kind of put all my creativity and passion into. And I've just love games, love streaming, and play a lot of indie games, do a lot of kind of raising money for charity and stuff, and that's pretty much it. 
I think that sums you up pretty well, actually. Yeah, absolutely. It's, we'll actually do a bit part. of research on you before we had this podcast as well. Um, so I wanted to run through just a couple of things that I found. Um, obviously, Raw Genesis, you've been streaming ever since 2012, but specifically, you've been streaming since the 29th of the 12th, 2012, uh, which is actually, uh, you know, it was it, it was a while ago. It was a while ago. You're a bit of a veteran on this platform, absolutely. I honestly uh, didn't know what crazy. date I started, so thank you for letting me know. <laughs> well, there you go. I have no idea. Uh, another stuff about you, so you're currently sitting at over 3,600 follows, which is absolutely mental. And I have saw, I found out this other stat about you, but not long after I found it out, you, I think you must have discovered it as well, and you tweeted about it, how you're really creeping up with 150,000 views on your channel, which is yeah. just absolutely insane. It, it is. It is a little bit insane. But most of that, I would admit, uh, is because I got kind of thrown on the front page for a little bit for for a couple of weeks as part of the uh the anz grassroots program i would say a big chunk of those views just views just simply came in from the fact that you know a vast majority of people just opening twitch would have seen my stream right right absolutely and that actually kind of leads into a question that i wanted to ask a bit later so i'll jump to that um not too far in the future but the first thing that i wanted to oh we're having a bit of a Bit of a technical issue right oh, there. Oh, 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 what's oh, happened? She's back. I've oh, gone she's green back. screen. Oh, I'm so glad it's not me that's only having the issue. That's so good. <laughs> oh, man. Well, actually, the first question I wanted to ask you, and I mean, this was a, a last minute insert that I wanted to chuck into my little uh, list of questions that I've got here for you, only because I don't think I've ever heard you talk about it before. You might have talked about it in the past, but I personally haven't seen it. Um, Raw Genesis, the name Raw Genesis. Um, I was Googling it, and I kind of just was thinking to myself as I was Googling, what a name. Like, what an actual awesome name. How did he come up with that idea for that name? I wouldn't call it awesome. I First of all, I made the terrible decision that I would recommend nobody else ever do of putting an underscore in the middle of your name. Don't do that. That's a horrible idea. It's rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I came up with it because originally, because I'm so damn old that when I started playing games, it was way back in the day of when you would only, you would get a high score and you would only allow to put in three characters as your name. And I would put in Raw because uh, it has my initials in it, basically, or part of my initials in it, and it made a word, and everyone else was always putting Ace as the high score, and I was like, nah, screw that, I want to be a different name, I don't want to be Ace, so I put in Raw, and I was using Raw for everything, even in the old school NES games, you'd have to make a save file, just call it Raw, but then when the internet came around and I started, you know, making accounts online and playing games online and that... Raw was always taken. I could never, ever get that username anywhere. And I was like, no, this is, I'm putting my foot down. I was the first one to have that name. I've had that name for bloody decades. I was the genesis of that name. And then I said Raw Genesis and I just went with it. <laughs> so thinking back in the old days where there would be those arcade machines, you know, like there'd be dedicated arcades and whatnot. And you did use those three initials to, uh, to put in your high score. Did you have any games that you would play like obsessed, like... To a, to a level that was probably unhealthy. Probably the only one that I would play at, like, back in those days at the arcades was I would play ridiculous amounts of Daytona. And I was, like, I was one of those obnoxious guys that would, like, downshift to drift around the corners and hit them sideways at max speed and stuff like that. So I was pro. I was unbeatable in that game. <laughs> Do you ever go past a Daytona machine in an arcade these days and just go, oh, I've got to give her a go? Always, all the time. Always. When every Absolutely. time I go to an arcade, I can't leave without at least having one round of Daytona. 
Well, but, this um, uh, is a formal invitation to a challenge in Daytona oh. the next time you come down to Melbourne. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll be down there. I'll be down there for PAX and I'm taking you on. You're going there's down. There's actually, I don't know if you've heard about it. There's a, I think there's one in Brisbane as well. So you might've even heard about it there. No, um, the, the Brisbane Twitch community is having their thing at Lucky Bee Suns, which is like an arcade thing. Um, yeah, I've never been there before. Well, Melbourne opened one up ugh, only six months ago, and it's in the middle of Melbourne Central, and it's got um, like an amazing range of arcade machines, so we could absolutely check that out when you come to Melbourne. Yeah, I'd be down for that for sure. Yeah, that'd um, be good fun. Wait, one more thing. But if we do go to an arcade, there is another game that we do have to play. Which one uh, is that? I don't know if you played it. It is called The Bishy Bashy. The Bishy Bashy. I have not have heard you of ever played? Please oh run my it God, it is an experience. All it is is literally just three buttons and the things that they do with these three buttons through this game i'm telling you you will have the time of your life i recommend any anybody who goes to an arcade look for the game the bishy bashy and play it and you will have the time of your life what type of game is it is it like a it's like a it's, it's like a bunch of mini games like that you have to progress through and you start at the bottom of a tower and each level of the tower is a different mini game you've got to try to make your way to the top and it's a it's it's just like a crazy out of control japanese arcade game that's kind of in the style of like you know one of those ridiculous wild japanese kind of shows where they everything is blown out of proportion and out of control and it's just non-stop crazy mini games and it's just hilarious just play it with get some friends it's like a little you play it together as friends and, and you kind of co-op your way through it it's it's just so much fun it sounds a lot like uh one of those those warrior wear games where it's basically like yes. three second mini games yeah it is a lot like playing a bunch of warrior mini games exactly that's amazing. That sounds really good. Well, I'm going to Japan in about a month, so in the arcades there, I'll see if I can hunt down a, a Bishiboshi machine and uh, I'll, oh, I'll record it. it and send it to you. I Ugh. can confirm you will have the time of your life. That'd be fantastic. And yeah, actually, I did want to ask about the underscore in your name as well, because I almost put one in my name when I was making up a Twitch account. I just happened to find a, a, a name that didn't need one. But have you found that it's hindered, like, has it been very problematic for you? Or is it just one of those things that it's more like an OCD thing where you just wish it wasn't there? The only time I've ever found it to be a little bit annoying is when you're at like a Twitch meetup or something like that. And then somebody says, oh, okay. Like if, if you're chatting to someone, they ask you what username is. And, and I'll say, oh, my, my name's Raw Genesis. But if you look it up, it's going to be it's Raw underscore Genesis. Oh. And it's just annoying to have to say that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm currently having that situation with my, my Twitter at the moment. My Twitter is not at <laughs> Twitchy Coffee, unfortunately. So, uh, so yeah, well, actually, I don't have a Twitter. My agent has a Twitter. So. Yeah. From my yeah. understanding, you don't even have a Twitter right now. No, so. no, I don't at all. Um, I, I because yeah. Twitter doesn't like twelve-year-olds, so they they not leaving exactly. my platform. Um, so but thank God I have an agent that is willing to uh to do that for me as well. So that that's very good. I just want to say thank How you very quickly you to all the hosts and followers that are coming in right now. God, raw, you bring in the juiciest of booties as well. Holy <laughs> shit! Look at you go, man. I, I do exciting. my best. Absolutely. Everyone that is in chat right now, thank you very much for tuning in and welcome. Um, and guys, well, just a really quick reminder: this podcast here. We will put it on YouTube and it will stay on Twitch, but it's also going to go on all of your regular podcast platforms. It will be on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to it, chuck in Twitchy Coffee and give it a listen. We've already got one episode up before with uh, our previous guest, Metal Maniac Matt. So if you wanted to give that a listen, you can absolutely go and do that. Just give it a bit of a search now and you will find it easy peasy. Oh, well, now with that out of the way, um, I did actually, you touched on it really briefly when you were introducing yourself and uh, I guess you kind of answered my question for me, but... I wanted to bring up uh, May 2017. 
which must have been when you had your grassroots, because uh, for some reason your channel oh. views jumped from about thirteen thousand to a hundred thousand, which is just yeah that yeah, yeah that's a that crazy jump. Like, that would have been when I was on the front page. Absolutely, that's crazy. So what what else came of you being on the grassroots program? Like, how was that being involved in that program for you? Uh, in all honesty, if somebody was kind of going into a situation like that, not with the mindset that I was, uh, and going into it with the mindset of actually growing and stuff, you could, it would be an amazing, amazing opportunity. You could get so much growth and stuff out of it. Uh, but instead I didn't do that at all. Uh, <laughs> I noticed you had a completely different tactic than everyone else that managed to get where you got to. That's yeah, I guess. I, I've never with streaming kind of had this big focus on, oh yeah, one day I'm going to be able to do this full time and one day I'm going to quit my job and, you know, this will be my career and I have to make sure that I focus on, on doing whatever I can to grow my channel and get more, you know, viewership and trying to do all that, I guess. And, and maybe in a way that's hindered me, but it's never been my focus. I, I don't really know why, but. It's, it's, never, it's never been my focus. And if it was my focus, I really should have used that time to, you know, try to play games that are, you know, way high up on the list because, you know, my view account would have jumped up. Normally, if you play a game that has like a lot of other people streaming it, uh, you're going to be way down on the list if you're not, you know, super popular already. But I could have used that time to like play games like that. I would have been way up on the list. You know, people looking at those specific games would have seen me up the top there and I would have gotten a lot more viewership and people coming in out of that. Uh, but I went the complete opposite way with it and kind of just said, no, nah, I'm just going to do whatever makes me happy and that I'm going to enjoy the most. And so that was, uh, I basically spent that two weeks trying to play a bunch of locally made Australian indie games uh, tried to get a bunch of other Aussie streamers that I happened to know that I thought, you know, deserved that little bit of front page time too. I tried to get in touch with a bunch of people and say, hey, do you want to do a co-op stream with me maybe one time during these two weeks while I'm on the front page? And I'll try to get you some exposure as well. And and I guess that I because of that, I, I maybe helped out these other things a little bit and I did what I wanted to do. But at the end of it, I didn't really maintain very much of that that growth that I got from that period. And I would say I would be very surprised if I even have a single person who watches me today who came across my stream when I was on the front page. It's fascinating, actually, because I remember watching your streams when you were doing the grassroots and where, you know, you weren't doing what most people do, where they just play a popular game and they just stream for 14 hours a day while they have that front page. And they, you know, they just are constantly pushing those subs and those follows and those hosts and everything just to try and promote as much growth as possible. I don't think there's anything wrong with that approach, but I, I found your approach to be so admirable just because... It's just so you. It's just no one else would have thought to have done what you did. And it's just it's it's just so cute to think about. Uh, I, I specifically, <laughs> I remember you bringing on as many other like local streamers as possible. And it was really fun to watch these other people be very excited to even have like a taste of the position that you were given. But, you know, you were far too focused on giving that back to the community. And you say that you may not retain any viewership directly through... Uh, the viewers that you got then, but I don't think that doesn't mean that you didn't get anything out of it. I think that you probably got a lot out of that because a lot of people know that you were being incredibly generous 
very supportive. And uh, look, I think that probably pays back uh, in its own way as well. So absolutely. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I didn't really think of it that way. But uh, yeah, now that you put it that way. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah, like, it's obvious that. that you didn't do what you did, you know, to try to network or collaborate. You just did it because you thought it'd be a fun idea. And it, it shows. It absolutely shows. And I think, yeah, that it, I don't know. I think that's a, a skill that could be... Uh, it would be great if there if there was more of it on the, on the platform. Personally, I believe, but uh, but I'm glad we've got you. So that's yeah. good. <laughs> like the way the way that other people have done it has been amazing. Like I've seen other people use that opportunity to like launch themselves, basically to like in in a big way towards partnership and stuff, and it's really worked out for them. And it is an amazing opportunity if you get that opportunity. I've seen yeah, some people have made careers based off of the opportunity of getting grassroots, which is absolutely insane. And it's fantastic that there is a uh, a program like that in place in the first place but uh but yeah no it, it, it is cool it is cool um and how does it work because i haven't been on grassroots so basically once you've been it once you never get it again um is there is there any like what's the nitty-gritty of it because i'm not really fully flushed out on that uh well i i was part of it pretty early on so i don't know if any of the process has changed or anything but basically it was just a matter of uh you went and you fill out a, a form a google form online or whatever uh, they'd go through them. They'd check out your channels. If they like it, they you'd, they'd send you an email saying, "Yeah, you've been selected. You're you'll be available during these times. Um, you'll get you know kind of uh, like priority of being like on the front page during pretty much almost any time that you're live. And you know sometimes it would be like you'd stream for a few hours and it wasn't until a few hours later that you'd show up on the front page and sometimes it would, it would be almost instant um so you would basically just was, go live and then just keep doing what you're doing and it could be yeah. straight away or it could be three hours later where suddenly your viewership just skyrockets yeah because you'd know you'd know by seeing the numbers jump up we're like well i guess i'm on the front page now right <laughs> absolutely but yeah, it's how the front pages work as well is most of them are localized. So I would have been on the front page for people in like Australia and New Zealand. If people jumped on Twitch in America, they wouldn't have ever seen me. Right. I wouldn't have been on their front page. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I said, it's actually kind of interesting. Like, I wonder what it would have, what the difference is between being on the front page of like Australia, and New Zealand versus being on the front page of the States, you know, like I feel like. Yeah, that I wonder what it would be like to even be on the front page of the states. Like, I'm guessing their audience is a bit larger than the Australian audience. So, oh, it would be way more people, I think, coming through. And you, I, I, th I think the jump in viewership of something like that would be way bigger. It'd be massive. Yeah, absolutely. Well, from there, I wanted to move on to something that you also touched on to in the intro. It's actually, I, 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 I might need to rem remove this introduce yourself section to the party's podcast <laughs> because you've basically done the entire podcast in the first three seconds, which is... Uh, My problem is I talk about myself too much. You shouldn't just let me do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to have streamers come onto this podcast where, you know, like, I think we spoke about it uh, yeah, privately as well, where it's nice to have you know, streamers come into this podcast because they know how to talk fluently and organically and, you know, talk in an interesting way and they can just talk for as long as I let them, which is, uh, it's a very, it's a very cool little, uh, part of what I'm doing here. It's, it's very cool. But, um, yeah, so what yeah. you touched on really briefly was, uh, your fondness for games, obviously, but specifically indie games. And you mentioned how when you had your grassroots, uh, you would make an effort to intentionally stream some local Aussie games. So it's no surprise to anybody that, you're a huge advocate for, you know, the indie gaming community in Australia. Would you? I I try to be. Yeah, I try to 
like I'm, I'm just more of an a uh, big advocate of indie games in general. I've I've always loved indie games since way before I ever started streaming. Uh, it's just one of those things where, especially in the in the early days, uh, where indie games would really just be so unique and push the envelope and do things that AAA games would never even think about doing because they'd, it'd be too much of a risk. I mean, things have changed a bit now more in more recent years and in a good way for indie games where they're so much more accessible. People can make their own games and publish them. The amount of indie games you can find on like Steam and stuff like that has absolutely skyrocketed in the last few years, but it wasn't always like that. And so in the, it was just so amazing back in the day just coming across these little gems that maybe nobody else had ever seen like especially in the early games of, of steam when you know there wasn't many games available like you'd come across these games and you think nobody else has probably ever played this or like maybe a couple hundred people on the entire planet has played this game and you know it's amazing and people haven't heard about it so more people should and that's kind of why i got into it and I had all these amazing experiences playing these games with awesome stories, with beautiful, like, pixel graphics or hand-drawn art or all this kind of stuff that other games didn't really do. And it kind of just grew from there, I guess. Um, and also just because, you know, being younger, I couldn't go out and just buy AAA games all the time, especially in Australia. It should cost, like, a $100 to buy a new expensive. game. There's so many <laughs> games that have only just come out in the last week or two, and I'm just like, fuck, I would love to buy it. But they cost money, which sucks. But, you know, it is what it is. Absolutely. And yeah, a lot I of can't what you buy saying, every $100 game. <laughs> yeah, no. Games are... They're only getting more expensive by the year. It's, it's getting insane. Um, but you mentioned a lot of what you were just saying then was, you know, you speak about these indie games back in the good old days sort of thing. Do you think that the days of having, like, these fantastic indie titles that change what it means to be an indie dev, do you think that that's come and gone? Like, do you think there's too much saturation now or...? I don't think so. I mean, it might be that there is definitely more of a, I guess, a saturation of indie games in general, but I feel like you're getting a lot more bad indie games, but you're also getting a lot more spectacular indie games at the same time. Like so many more people who are making good indie games are able to get them out there and show them to more people. Um, so I feel like you've got more of both. It's not just like, oh, now, now everyone's just publishing crappy indie games because anyone can do it. I mean, yeah, there is a lot of that going on, but there is also the other side of it is happening just as much. There is so many more amazing indie games just getting pushed out there. And it's like, there's heaps of them. A lot of indie games that are just like, like uh, Stardew Valley. One, one dude worked on it for years, released it, and it's a massive success. And there's heaps of stories like that. Yeah, and uh, just touching on like some of these games like Stardew Valley and whatnot, I've got a notepad right here just on my desktop. And I wanted to ask you, the professional in this field, what are some amazing indie games that you've played that I need to check out? Like, because, you know, I've, I've seen that you've streamed a bunch of amazing indie games, but I mean, I haven't quite remembered in my head. What are some that both myself and everyone here in the chat needs to go and check out as well? Uh... The first one that comes to my head, and I don't really know if you would classify this necessarily as an indie game, but it's definitely not a triple A game. It's kind of in between-ish, um, but I would recommend everyone to give it a go, is Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Uh, Hellblade. It's probably my Senua's Sacrifice. If you look up Hellblade, you'll find it. Done. Fantastic. Um, and it is, I will say straight up, I played that last year, and it is by far 
my favorite game that I played all of last year. So what 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 what's the game like? What's it about? So it's a it's a very very amazingly beautiful and very graphically intensive like beautiful game. Uh, it's kind of like a it's a third person kind of action adventure story based game. It's pretty short. You finish it in maybe two two sittings. You know I don't I can't even remember how many hours. Um, but it deals a lot with kind of um, certain aspects uh, of mental health and psychosis and stuff like that. Uh, and it's also based in kind of old school Norse mythology where you're, you've got all these like old school Norse gods and stuff happening. And it's, 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 it's hard to explain. I don't want to really spoil any of it. Oh, so no, course, I don't want to yeah. go too much more into it, but just go check out a trailer for it or just, yeah, you, you just watch a trailer for it. And if you like it, you will fall in absolute love with it. And that is Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll make an F to get you for that. Do you have any others that stand out to you? Or would you say that's just your number one right there? Uh, I would, oh, I'd say definitely up there would be Hollow Knight, which that came out, you know, a couple of years ago now, I guess. But that, I'm pretty sure that was made by an Australian team as well, Team Cherry. I did hear that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That, I... I loved that game so much more than I expected I would. That was one of those games where I started and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll probably play this, you know. I might I might drop, I might stream it for, like, one stream and drop it. Maybe I'll do a couple of streams. I'm looking at Steam right now. I've got 74 hours in that game. Oh, wow. Uh, and I could easily play more. It is fantastic. It is so much bigger than you would think it is. You start it off and you're like, oh yeah, this is just like a little indie game. It's not going to take that much time to get through. It is massive and it is expansive and interesting and beautiful and the controls are just so responsive and perfectly done. Well, we've got Metal um, Maniac it's... Matt in chat right now saying, fuck Hollow Knight, fuck that game. <laughs> uh, he, couldn't, he couldn't hack it. Couldn't hack the pressure, Matt! Couldn't deal uh, it. See, I'm, a, couldn't I'm just a professional gamer, so... <laughs> I'm not. I remember I'm not. I'm a terrible game gamer. Go pretty viral, especially when it hit uh, Nintendo Switch. I think it was huge on the Switch. It was one of those games that came out pretty early on in terms of indie games, and people just fell in love with it like all over again, you know. And I never got around to playing it, but I've seen quite a bit of gameplay both in your channel and other people's channels, and it, it does look like one of those enchanting games that sort of just absorbs you and just takes you on a journey, more or less, you know. So yeah, it's it's one of those games as well where uh, I've. There, there are multiple endings and I've finished one of them and I've kept playing, but I just recently went up and looked on YouTube and, and watched like hours of like lore videos of the lore of, you know, Hollow Knight and all the stuff that's going on. Cause it's, it's a little bit Dark Soulsy in the way that there is so much kind of rich and deep backstory, but it's very hard to grasp it unless you like really take notice. Right. Um, so you can, you can easily play it without kind of following any of that story which is what i did with dark souls as well but then you could go back later and be like wow there is a lot of stuff going on here and if you could skip it all or you could take it in and it's totally up to you well i remember playing dark souls nine ten years ago more or less and i remember like even now to this day i'm still finding out new things about that game the lore the characters like the world everything about it and honestly to hear that there's another game that even is in the same realm of depth as as dark souls it's pretty exciting to know and uh yeah actually now that we're talking about like these sort of like fantastic indie games that are coming out um have you heard about the game dreams 
I haven't heard about that one, no. I, I don't know a whole Tell lot. Tell me about it. So uh, you guys will have to do your own research as well. But I was listening to a podcast today that sort of discussed it. Uh, Sony owns this game dev company. I can't remember what it's called. But essentially, they're trying to make something that was very similar to like uh, what's it called Little Big World, I think it's called. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that In the that sense game. where it's going to essentially be... Uh, it's it's going to be a game. But the idea is that uh, it's more or less just a, a dev kit for anyone to use. Like, it's a... You can make your own games in this game. And think about it as, like, a, a Gary's Mod or, you know, like, a little big yeah. world. But essentially, it's it's PlayStation. And it's... From what I've been able to find out, it the scope of what this game is capable of doing and making is insane. Like, you can essentially think of any AAA game you've ever thought of. You can probably remake it in this game. But it has its own unique, uh, just gorgeous style. And uh, it's been in development for, like, four or five years uh, Media Molecule and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Thank you very much, Mardo, for looking into that for me. Yes, that is okay. exactly the game I'm looking for. And I believe it comes out in 2019 as well. So maybe that could be something that uh, you could uh, keep an eye on as well for the, the stream. I'm l- typing it into Google right now. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I want to look into it a bit more. Like like I said, I literally just heard about it on a podcast today and uh, I'll have to do a bit more research. But it does seem like one of those games that I could see myself sinking 500 hours into accidentally. You know, it's, uh, yeah, should be oh, a good yeah. time. Uh, so moving on from there, um, I wanted to bring up a, a memory that it's actually one of the first things I think of when I think about, you know, your channel and me being in your channel. Um, I was sticking around a lot uh, during the time where, you know, affiliate just became a thing that everyone could reach. And this is kind of the time where everyone starts, you know, they reach out to their local artists and they get emotes made up. And uh, your oh, yeah. emote is, it's it's quite notorious. It, I'd say it's, it's quite infamous as well. Um, but it's history as well, specifically... You know, you trying to get this bloody emote published, it just sounded like you had a bit of a hard time. Did you want to delve into so your perspective on what happened with that emote? It's just, it's just a butt. It's just, a, <laughs> it was just a, a butt wearing, you know, it has pants on, it has like jeans, whatever. And I, I submitted it and I thought, you know, this will easily get through. I mean, it's, it's clearly not a naked butt. I mean, it's not even skin. It's, it's blue. Right. No, nobody has like blue skin unless you're an alien. I mean, it's clearly a clothed, fully clothed butt. I mean, I've seen, I've seen butt emotes that were had like you know almost g strings. I've I've seen like some lewd, lewd emotes. This will easily get through, and then it got knocked back. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they didn't give me any specific reason reasons on why, but I just kind of in my head I was like, I'm gonna give this another go. But I'm just going to add a little belt to it. And that's all I did. I, you, I don't know. If you look very closely, there's a little kind of brown strip across the top. That's just a little belt that I've added to it. And then I uploaded it again. And it got accepted that time. So I don't... <laughs> I really like to imagine thought, it was the same guy yeah. that approved it. The, like, he denied it the first time. He's like, no, that's way too lewd. And then he got it the second time he submitted it. And he thought to himself, hmm, does it count? Does it count? And then he must have just thought, <laughs> ah, yeah, it'll be fine. But uh, I find it really yeah. fascinating because there's a lot of, I mean, like people are saying in chat and like you've just said yourself, there's a lot of emotes that I see in maybe some larger channels that are way raunchier and, you know, a little bit more explicit than yours is. And uh, oh yeah, it's kind of interesting, like how some can get through and some don't. And like, I wonder what their system for deciding is like, what are your thoughts on that? 
I think their system is just literally uh, the person who happens to look at your emote on that day. Like, I'm sure there's probably a bunch of people going through emotes. I don't think it's just like literally one guy sitting at a desk all day, every day looking at emotes. <laughs> so I'm sure there's it goes to multiple people and they just they just make a snap decision. They look at it. They decide exactly in that one second moment, is this gone through or is it not? They got a little button, hit yes, hit no, that's it. And they and they move on to the next emote, and they don't have time to really think about it, probably, because I'm sure they've got, you know, hundreds and hundreds of emotes coming in every day, probably. Especially so when it just, was first uh, yeah. got announced, you know, like oh, I remember yeah. you had to submit your emote, and it could take a week or two to before. Yeah, it was taking weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a yeah, it, it definitely would have sucked, you know, as you just get affiliate and then you submit your emote, and then after two weeks you get knocked back saying, "No, nope, it's too lewd," and that's. And then you have to wait a little while more to, to get emoted. Then you add a little yeah. belt. Yeah. All you do is add... Guys, if you're ever feeling like you're a little bit too lewd, you know, you're about to go out to the club and then you think, oh, showing a bit of skin here, just chuck on a belt. That's all you need. You'll get anywhere with a belt. That's, that's the Yeah. Don't, the don't worry about here. the pants part. You don't need the pants. Just no. the belt. No. No, don't need, don't need pants at all. Who needs pants? Uh, especially aliens. Pants right you're now. blue skin. You know, you can just, just wear the belt and then suddenly you'll get approved by Twitch. You'll be able to make it into TwitchCon just... If you're naked, blue, and with a belt, so I, I do have an important question for you right now. Oh, oh, this doesn't happen yeah. yet. I've never had very, a very important question. Absolutely. Very, very big important question. Oh, are I, you wearing I'm pants? Am I wearing pants? Are you wearing pants? I'm wearing like short shorts. Uh, usually, I don't wear pants, especially these recent uh, months where it's just been just insanely hot. But today we had a bit of a cool change come through Melbourne, and uh, you know, I decided, you know what, I can, I can wear some pants. I can wear some pants today. So, uh, so, yeah, I went with that. How about you? Are you wearing pants right now? Hell no, I'm not wearing pants. You really want to be yeah. come on this podcast wearing pants? Get Look out at of you here. go, mate. We'll tell you what. Like, maybe we'll see where this podcast goes from here, and then I might just, like, slowly, inconspicuously take my pants off so no one notices. <laughs> but, uh, and then by the end of the stream, I'll just be like, hey, hey, Raw, I'm not wearing pants. And then uh, we'll have a moment. I think... I think that could be, like, a rule from now on in your podcast that nobody on the podcast is allowed to wear pants. That should be one of the questions. Like, the first question, before I say introduce yourself, just, hey, are you wearing pants? Because that we just can't let that fly. We cannot have pants on this stream. <laughs> I, I agree. Oh. But I think we've peaked a little bit early, you know? Like, there's no point in having the rest of my guests come on without wearing pants when there's the juiciest booty not wearing pants on the stream. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's kind of redundant at this point. It's uh, I'm glad we we've had the, we've had what we had, and then that's that's, that's it's all it. it's so, all downhill from here now. All downhill. Though every every other episode after this one, literally, we just can't be as good as this one. So, uh, so yeah, you only need to watch this one and the one with Melody Maniac Matt, guys. That's literally it. Everything else is uh, is totally taken care of. So don't even worry about that. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, well, we actually had a question from someone that came in chat a little bit earlier from Chili Loves You, but I actually had a question that was quite similar in nature, so I figured she might get what she's after just with this question here. Um, uh, we spoke about it before when you were doing grassroots, how you kind of took more of a generous route, and, you know, that, that tends to be just a running trend in your community. You tend to just be incredibly generous, not only... You know, do you use these opportunities to to promote other people? But you're also very active in Team OCA, where you know you make these team highlights. It's a it's a volunteering effort that you do. You know, you donate just an insane amount of money to to charities. Like, don't I, I, I'm not sure if it's still the case, but I it used to be the case for sure, where every donation that came to your stream went straight to like diabetes research. Is that true? True still or? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. still the case. That being said, uh, I haven't had. A single donation come in this year yet, so get your shit together, people. Guys, guys, <laughs> uh, we need to fucking make that happen. Can everyone in chat jump over to twitch.tv forward slash raw underscore genesis and uh, 
No, don't even do that. Don't even bother doing that. Just go straight to uh, his website, Diabetes Australia. Just go straight there and just donate it. Just donate there. Don't even bother coming to my to my channel. So what I'm going to do is I am just going to quickly chuck that link straight into the Twitch chat just in case you guys want to. Well, I, I literally can't even spell diabetes. I'm, I'm, I'm literally just the worst person right now. There we go. I found the website. We are good to go, guys. In case you wanted to support an amazing cause, go and check out that link I put in the chat right there, diabetesaustralia.com.au to those podcast listeners. If you want to go support them, uh, just go check out that website. But yeah, the question that I wanted to go towards was like, have you always been this generous? Like, and that might seem like a silly question, but I mean, is this just something that comes naturally to you, these decisions to be so incredibly generous? Or has it been more of like a behavior that you've just admired and then you've adopted over time? And as well, did you ever consider taking a less generous approach and sort of thinking about how you can benefit yourself more because i mean you, you deserve this like it's and i don't know i i i'm really i want to dig deep into this because it, it's so fascinating to me and uh i really want to hear your thoughts on this i think the main i think the main point and difference here in i guess the way we think about it is you you i guess you're looking at me and you're thinking or you're looking at the situation you're thinking wow you're so generous and stuff like that i don't think i am like i it's not, it's not, I'm not, it's not my money. Like other people are donating that money. People are coming to my stream and watching me play games and stuff like that. And they're donating their money that they worked hard for, that they went to their job for, for hours a day, whatever. They're donating their money. That's like, I, I still have my full-time job and I'm like, I, yeah, sure. I donate a little bit of that money as well sometimes to certain charities. And when other people are doing charity streams, I donate that a uh, little bit to their charity streams um, when they're causes that I like and I care about. Um, and sure, when, when people, when I like do a donation to like Diabetes Australia or other ones, if it's like, <laughs> if we have, let, let's say, for example, if, if, if we had, if I'd raised 800 and you know, $60, I'll just throw in the extra couple of bucks to put it up to 900 or whatever, just because I like nice round numbers. But other than that, like that's the, the vast, vast majority of that money isn't, it's not my money. It's other people's money and they're donating it to charity. It's not me. And I'm still getting, I'm still like kind of getting money out of, you know, people who are subbing to the channel and people who are giving bits to the channel. Like that, that money is still, well, technically it's, I mean, it's going towards like improving the stream and stuff, but like that's going towards like, you know, getting me a better setup, you know, a new webcam, a, the stream deck, this new microphone, like all this kind of stuff that it, like it's i don't i don't see myself as that generous i don't think i'm like i'm not throwing all my money at these charities i'm not living out on the streets i own a house like i i have a perfectly good car i i don't i don't think i'm that super generous well uh, yeah so generosity i guess it's not necessarily like an objective thing like you can't say that one person is more generous than another right so i i guess it yeah, so I suppose it's a bit, it's not quite accurate to say that, you know, you're more generous than other people. Like, I, I, I get where you're coming from, for sure. It is just fascinating that, like, you know, it's what you do is very rare in the sense that uh, it, it comes naturally, it comes so naturally to you that, like, you just have an entirely different perspective than everyone else on this mindset. Like, you know, and some people, like, you, you're sticking by the the stance that, you know, it's not your money that comes into the stream. It's, it, it, it is 
people, it's there for the diabetes research and people know that's what they're donating for and that's that. And that's absolutely true, um, for sure. But uh, most people don't have that that opinion at all. And that, I think that's what makes it special is because, you know, if a, a lot of people, they'll do charity streams, to, you know, as one-off things or they'll have it as a, as a promotional marketing tactic to get more, like, reach to the channel or things like this. But for you, like, it's... It's not, it's not even about the channel. It's not about you in any capacity. Like there's no part of what you're doing that is about you. It's, you're just doing this for fun and you can also happen to support a cause while you do what is fun for you as well. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it is just incredibly fascinating. Do you, have you found any other streamers that do anything similar to what you do? Like, or at least in the Australian community, because as far as I'm aware, you're the only one that seems to do it to the level that you do. Um, I mean, yeah, but I, I guess... The difference is a lot of people get into streaming and see it as a way to, you know, one day turn it into a career or turn it into a job, a full-time thing, you know, and it wouldn't make sense for them to give all of the money they are going, that they're making from what they're hoping to be one day, their full-time source of income to, to, to charity or else, you know, how they're going to live. But for me, that was never my focus. So it, it makes sense depending on what kind of mindset you go into streaming with. Like, I I still, you know, I maintain to this day, I'm never going to be a Twitch partner. I'm never going to, you know, make ridiculous amounts of money or anything like that. And that's why I, I kind of also just always felt like, you know, I'm not missing out on that much money because I'm giving away these donations to charity. Like, I'm not, it's not like I've, it's not like I'm giving away millions of dollars. It's not like it's a life-changing amount of money. Like it's 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 great, and it's it is maybe life-changing to the to the uh, charity that it's going to. That might be the extra couple of thousand dollars that they need to achieve something. But I don't need an extra couple of thousand dollars to change my life. It's not going to change my life. You know, it's so. It, but it might change other people's lives. So it, it, I, that's why I guess there isn't many people who do it to the extent that I do, but I know I have, I'm sure I've seen people who maybe they'll say, listen, I'll give a portion of all the, the money to certain charities and stuff like that. And, and that's great as well, I think, but yeah, it's just the mindset thing. Absolutely. And I was listening to a podcast the other day, like a totally different one. And it said something. And honestly, like, because we had been discussing you coming on this podcast, you were instantly the first person I thought of. And the quote went along the lines of, no one has ever become more poor by being generous. Like that's, yeah. that's never happened. Like you've never become like a poor person to, by, by giving to people. And that's not necessarily related to money. I think, you know, by, by being as charitable as you are and by supporting you know, all these fantastic causes, um, I'm sure it comes back to you. Like maybe not necessarily monetarily, you know, because how, how could it? But I mean, I think there's a certain level of respect that people have for you purely based on this mindset that you've adopted. And, it, and it, I think that's that's so invaluable. Like, that's that, that could be worth more than the couple of thousand dollars you could be have sitting in your PayPal, you know? Like, you can't buy that respect, but you can give and earn it. And maybe that you're not doing it to earn the respect, but it just happens. And that's why you deserve it, the respect, because you're not doing it to earn the respect. You just... It just happens, you know? And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredibly fascinating to study that... Uh, that sort of mindset. I, I, I'm, I'm just fascinated by it. And it's, you know, it's, 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 it's just, it's just nice to see. It is really nice to see that, uh, generosity is alive and well on the Twitch platforms. Um, 
I'm glad it is able to put a smile on people's faces, really. And it, 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 you're right. It is, it is like, it kind of gives my stream and it gives me like a little bit of a feeling of purpose with what I do. Um, it gives my, it, it allows me to feel like my stream has a purpose. And if I didn't have that purpose, then why would I be doing what I'm doing? You know, like it, I, I feel like I would, if I wasn't giving that money to charity, if I didn't have that reason to be doing what I'm doing, I feel like I would lose a portion of why I do this. Right. Absolutely. Well, coming from that note, we like, like got very real and that was really interesting. And I think, but let's, <laughs> let's, let's lift it up off the ground a little bit and uh, let's, let's lift the spirits up. And I wanted to do that with uh, a segment that uh, we introduced in uh, the podcast last week with Metal Maniac, Matt. And uh, I don't have a name for this segment uh, quite yet, but I'm sure I'll come up with one any day now. And uh, we basically check out the top clip on your channel. So we'll, we've, we've, I've jumped onto your Twitch account, gone to your clips, seen the most viewed of all time, and I've got the link right here. And I'd love to watch this with you now if you wanted to tune into the stream and then uh, we can have a quick look I, together. I've, are you implying that I did not have your stream open literally this entire oh, time? I imagine you'd be getting an <laughs> echo of sorts. That I kind of no, figured that muted, might be. But I'm watching. I'm trying to avoid like the half of the screen where my face is on it. <laughs> um, and honestly, I, I know I know that this was a portion of your stream, of, your, of the podcast. Oh, so and you I was going to say- yeah, the only thing I was going to prepare was I was going to say uh, the second clip is better than the top clip. <laughs> the second clip is better than the top clip. Should I go check out the the second clip instead? You should you should second you should check out the second clip. All right, yeah. and that's the thing too with Matt's as well is I actually found his second clip to be a lot funnier than his first, and he he agreed on the podcast as well. So I kind of wish I had shown the second clip for him, but you know what? For you, I'll make a. I'll make an exception. Maybe I should always, uh, what, maybe I should ask the people that come onto this podcast, hey, what is your favorite clip of all time? Send it to me and we'll watch it together on stream. Would that be, how would you feel about that? That might be good. Like, yeah. I wouldn't even say the second one is my favorite clip of all time, but it is that one thing that happened like years ago that nobody has ever let me forget about and everyone's constantly giving me shit about it. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it or say what it is. You'll see. And well, then I'm, I'll explain I'm very later. fascinated, but uh, the name of this clip is Roars a Monster. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine where this is going to go. But yeah, guys, tune into the video. Uh, in case you're watching the podcast, go to twitch.tv forward slash Pritchard Coffee. Go check out this, uh, this podcast and you can see the clip that we are watching together. <gasps> and let's move on to it. So, oh, it's not popping up. Let me just quickly fix this real quick technical difficulty. And... Uh, Man, you know, you know what I love about this podcast? It's 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 technical difficulties. I think it really it's brings value. It's organic. Absolutely, it's real. Alrighty, we've got it up and ready to go. This is the clip. Let's check it out. Oh, there's no audio because I muted it. That's not ideal. Hold on, let's <laughs> let's give that another go. Oops, and bam. <laughs> what? Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Roll, what the fuck? Uh, what? 
just I, I like how straight after we talked about how much of a great person you think I am because of all the charity <laughs> stuff. Immediately after that, you are right now. I know you're thinking that raw Genesis guy is a goddamn monster. What a fucking get him evil off this person. stream. <laughs> Get him off this podcast, guys! That's absolute cut this, cut jerk. The stream, cut the stream, Twitch stuff. End it now, <laughs> quick, quick! Oh man, what the fuck did I just watch? That is beautiful. That is absolutely uh, beautiful. Did you? Did- that happened a long time ago, and ever since then, nobody has ever let me forget that once upon a time, I threw a baby in an oven. <laughs> All right, and out of context, people who are listening to this podcast and not watching that. Just just let that thought gestate in your mind for a moment. Yes, I threw a baby in an oven. Take that with no context. The context isn't, isn't necessary. <laughs> you don't need to know the context. It's fine. Everything that you need to know is in the context right there. <laughs> wow, and that's actually yeah. really funny because I've actually seen you go into Twitch channels before and like people compliment you and go, oh, I love Raw. He's amazing. And you'll go, nah, that Raw guy, he's a jerk. He once threw a baby in the oven. And like I always thought that you had just thought of like some random offensive thing just to try to downplay you know, how nice you are to these people, but you literally threw a fucking baby in the oven. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, the baby was fine. It all turned out fine in the end, and that's what matters. The baby was unharmed, no burning, no singeing of the hairs, nothing. It was all good. Uh, From watching that clip, I find that really hard to believe. (laughs) (laughs) Just trust me. Just trust me. But with the actual game, in that actual segment... Did you ever find out why you were told to throw a baby in the oven? Like, was that... Oh, yeah, you find out straight afterwards. All right, so I get... So that's The Witcher 3. There is this scene where a lady runs into the room you're in, hands you a baby, and then says, throw the baby in the oven. (laughs) And you've got a choice to make, and you've only got a couple of seconds, and these guys run into the room with swords, and they're about to, like, possibly kill you or something. And you've got to make a choice real quick whether to put the baby in the oven or not. And me being the absolute monster that I am, I put the baby in the oven. Oh, man. I'm not going to lie, though. I think I would have made the same decision. So I can't judge you too much on that one. But that was fucking (laughs) hilarious. That was a good clip. I'm glad you made me change my mind because I did watch the first one. And yeah, it was funny. It it was funny. But that was was a lot better, I think. That's a good clip. That deserves (laughs) to be your top viewed for sure. I love that clip. It's a good clip. I actually haven't played Witcher 3 before. I really do want to give it a go. Um, I've, I mean, obviously, it's been around it for a so long good. time. Everyone loves it. I just never got around to playing it. Is it too late? Do you think that's aged too much? No. Late? No. No, it has not. It has not. It is still a very beautiful game, and it. I would absolutely recommend, even years later, to still play that game. It has aged wonderfully. How much does it cost on Steam? I have no idea how uh, much it is now. I will have to go check it I'm out. I'm not sure. Later. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, definitely worth it. I'd, I'd recommend anyone pick it up. Like, I only... I played it at the start of last year, I think. And it already had been out for, like, three years before that. And yeah. it's, I'd still play it today. Wow, okay. And see, I don't really have any games in my life at the moment that I go back to that isn't, like, a multiplayer game. Like, I'll go back to Overwatch and Rainbow Six Siege and those sort of things. But in terms of, you know, s- single-player story mode games, where there's these open worlds like Skyrims or Witches and... All that kind of thing. Uh, I've never really stuck around for too long. I've kind of spent a couple months on it, and then I just, I just pop out. But uh, also, I want to. Yeah. It does seem like a fantastic game, so I do want to give it a go. Anyone in chat? Have you guys played Witcher before? Let me know if I should play it or not as well, because I'm, I'm leaning definitely towards a yes as we stand. Yeah, at the moment. it's it's one of those games that is written so well that 
even the side missions like a lot of a lot of games you'll play and there's a lot of side quests and slide missions and you, you you might as well just skip them in the witcher the side missions all have just as much great storyline and and writing to them as the main missions do wow. and it you could just get lost in just side missions they're amazing wow no that's incredible and uh, i'm trying to think of an example where it was essentially witcher done poorly i i personally think of uh final fantasy 15 when that came out and I haven't played any Final Fantasy in depth that much before I played Final Fantasy XV. And I was, you know, kind of just cruising along the roads. And I saw these characters on the sides of the roads. Or I saw this cat that was sitting on a pier. Or all these little things that I was thinking, wow, this could lead me on to an adventure. This can take me somewhere fantastic. And then I would, like, pull up and I'd be like, hey, what's up? And he'd be like, uh, I'm, I'm fucked. Can you give me some money? And I'd be like, <laughs> oh... I was really hoping for more out of that yep. scenario. So yeah, to know that um, yep. there's there's some depth. In- I think yeah, going back to what we we're saying earlier about games like um, you know, like Dark Souls, they have these depth. You know, it's good to know that you know there's that work and they, it shows the level of detail that puts it, that they put into these games as well. So other yeah, like and like the developers, like CD Projekt Red, I wouldn't necessarily call them like a triple a developer like they haven't been around for that long they haven't made that many games they've made the witcher series and a couple of other games and like they've blown up because of those games because every single one of them has been amazingly made and super popular but they're not like a ea they're not like a ubisoft they're not like that triple a level and so that's why they were able to start off and take those risks and and make a game that turned out to be risky but amazing yeah, absolutely. What are they working on at the moment? Do you know? Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, they're making Cyberpunk. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, look, I'm absolutely going to check out that game. 100%. So oh, hell yeah. I'll have to go check out Witcher before that comes out. That comes out later this year, right? Well, I don't think they've ever actually confirmed that, but everybody is kind of hoping that it does. <laughs> yeah, right. Fingers crossed. My my other game that I'm looking forward to is definitely uh, that Hideo Kojima game that he's working on. What's it called? Uh, Death Stranding. Oh, uh, Death Stranding. Yes. Yeah. I'm very keen for Death Stranding. That's probably like my the, the one that I'm looking forward to in the future at the moment. So that'll be- that'll He's be one of those fun. guys that- you just assume whatever he's going to make is probably going to be ridiculous and completely off the wall, but somehow brilliant and amazing. Absolutely. And like, I mean, I, I think everyone can't help but compare it to PT and like, look at what PT was going to become. And even that little playable teaser as it stood was like the best release of that year, you know? And just- I never got a chance to play PT. Oh, so, no. um, but I heard that somebody basically remade it for PC and you can go download it somewhere. I'll have to have a look around because I've heard little whispers about that. Wow. So I'll have to go track it It's probably it down. on the down low so that way it doesn't just get copy striked into oblivion. But um, yeah. if you have the opportunity to even like, even just, I'm sure you've probably seen gameplay of it anyways. But yeah, just what that game was, was just fantastic. And I'm imagining if there's a, essentially what will be a AAA game of just that that's got hundreds of hours of content in there. I'm, I'm very excited for that. That's going to be a good time. And uh, I've, I've even watched oh, yeah. all the like the, the thematic trailers, like the films that they've put out. Like I've watched them all on repeat. I was that guy that was going frame by frame and looking into all the details as well because, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. I'm very keen for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where I've like even after watching all those trailers and going through frame by frame, do you still really have any idea what that Not game is going to be? Not in the about? slightest. There is n- <laughs> I have exactly. no clue. As far as I'm aware, you're like an Ozpost delivery guy. And that's pretty yeah, much... Like you're, <laughs> you're delivering the mail, but there's a baby and there's inv- invisible 
maybe people and there's Mads creatures. Mikkelsen with like My Chemical Romance makeup on it's it's a whole time it's yeah I... baby in your stomach the walking dead guy <laughs> umbrellas I don't know what's going get people getting old real suddenly I, I don't know what's happening but we, it's gonna <laughs> but be I great either way as soon as the option to pre-order comes yeah. out now I'm not one of the pre-order games I am pre-ordering the fuck out of that game absolutely I won't be able to help myself it's, it's just gonna have to happen but, uh, but yeah, moving on from this as well, because I feel like we might have rambled a bit too much about the genius that is Hideo Kojima a little bit. <laughs> um, there's something about you as well that isn't streaming related that I wanted to discuss just a, uh, for a wee second there. And this is coming from a place of personal interest for me outside of streaming, but I did want to talk to you about it a little bit. I tried to talk to you about it at PAX, but I was very not sober. And I think I probably sounded like an incoherent mess at the time. Um, but your photography... Uh, guys, in oh. case you haven't checked it out, I need you to do me do something for me. I'm going to chuck a link in the chat to those of you who are watching this live. But in case you're watching this back, go to Instagram.com forward slash Ricky Genesis. It, it, it's spelt as it, as it says. Um, you need to go and check out the photos. No underscore. No underscore. He, he managed to get without the underscore <laughs> in this one. Um, but if you guys just scroll through what's on this here, you will see like a fantastic photography. It's, it's actually just really good stuff. And... Um, you know, I, I have a personal interest in, like, the, the, the aesthetic of graffiti as well, but I've never been able to capture it how you capture it, and I'm always, like, inspired by the photography that you take. And it's in my city that I live in. You don't even live in the city, and you get way better photos of the graffiti in my city than I could ever do. And, um, you know, I just find it incredibly inspiring and incredibly fascinating, and it, it's just... It's, 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 it's just raw talent in photography. Because I remember seeing the camera that you use. And I was like, I remember asking you these questions like, oh, you know, what camera do you use? Like, I thought you might whip out your, your DSLR or, you know, like your analog film camera. And you whipped out some little digital camera from like 10 years ago. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? I, I couldn't believe it. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I do just want to hear you talk about this photography because I'm very interested. Uh, well... I'm 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 more uh, just like I don't even consider what I do photography. Like I don't I'm not a like I don't know. I I have my one camera that I bought as a Christmas present for myself a few years ago, with literally only the kit lens that it came with, and that's it. Uh, it's a Sony A5100 little mirrorless camera. It's tiny. It doesn't have a shoe on top. You can't put an extra flash on it. You can't put a, a audio in or anything. It has like no nothing. It's so bare bones. But I just I I don't I don't do any I, I point it at things and I hit the button <laughs> and it takes the photos. I don't I'm not like a I don't go out and set up my shots. I don't take a they take i don't take like a, a a tripod anywhere with me i i just sometimes i just carry it around while i'm walking around and be like oh yeah that looks cool snap a shot like oh do i want yeah like i know the bare minimum that you need to know about photography and that's about it and i like i i edit i uh transfer those pictures that i take to my phone and then i edit them on my phone and then i post them like that i don't even i I don't edit them on my computer. I don't like, you know, it's just all bare bones and the minimal amount of money and the middle minimal amount of work and effort. <laughs> well, I love being <laughs> able to get these photos out of, you know, like 
a lower budget setup that you're using there because i think i think it's fantastic that you can still get these amazing photos and i but like more specifically i wasn't not even to do with the gear because the gear almost never really matters when it comes to photography and like filming and whatnot uh it, you just seem to have had like a natural understanding for composition um like you just seem to already know how to frame these shots and take them from a certain perspective that makes them seem you know really interesting to look at um and, uh, you know, I won't show him in the stream, obviously, but if you guys want to go check him out, please go check him out as well. But, uh, yeah, I would love to as well. Like, I don't know if you'd be keen up, we'll talk about it off stream, but I'd love to just do a walk around with you and get some photos of this graffiti. And I would, I literally just want to see, you know, how you go about it because I, 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 you're saying that there's no work that really goes into it, but I, 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 I struggle to believe it. I'm sure there's something that's, that's part of this that I'm not seeing. Cause, uh, cause it well, is very fascinating. Like the last the last couple of years I've gone down to Melbourne for PAX, I've pretty much just sent out a, a tweet. Like, I'll get there a few days before PAX because I just really like staying in the city and just hanging out there and then taking like a day to go around and take photos and stuff. And the last two years I've gone down for PAX, I've just sent out a tweet. I've been like, hey, who wants to go around and take photos of graffiti with me? And then like, and that's, and people have, people have done it. People have just rocked up and met up with me. And then we've just gone <laughs> and walked around down the graffiti lanes and just taken photos and stuff. And that's, so I'll probably do it again this year and you're absolutely free to come along and we'll just walk around and I'll point a camera at things and press a button and things will happen. I'd love to. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'll, uh, I think I wanted to do it in 2018, but I think something came up because I think you tweeted on like a Friday and I had work that day or whatever ended up happening. So yeah, but I'll, I'll, I think I'm going to get some time off work coming up to this PAX and make sure I have some time before and after PAX to hang out with people that come down and, uh, and spend a couple of days in Melbourne. I think that'd be a lot of good fun. Um, and as well, there's another little funny thing about your stream that I wanted to, to bring up really quickly. Now, uh, it's... It's not hard for people to come into your stream, and the first thing that they might see about you is that you might be wearing like a little funny hat. Um, hats are quite a thing in your stream. Um, it's in fact the way that I ran into you, I believe, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, but I was walking down uh, the Yarra River, which is like the main river in Melbourne, um, and I was with my partner, and they pointed at uh, just some random guy. And like, she said, oh, look at that guy. He's wearing like a poop emoji hat. What a weirdo. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, it's Raw Genesis. And then like, I just ran up to you and uh, I would not have seen you yeah. or spoken to you if my partner hadn't pointed out the guy with the weird hat. So that was a, uh, that's a fun time. But yeah, these hats, uh, where did the idea of, uh, of these, these hats come into your stream? Like it had nothing to do with the stream. I just one day completely out of nowhere just came across one i think the very first one i came across was this cute like handmade like panda hat that was in some kind of like really hippie shop that just sold like all this handmade random weird stuff and i just happened to be walking around this shop and it was there and i was like you know that's pretty cheap i'm just gonna buy it because because i just spend money on frivolous and ridiculous things sometimes of course, of course. um and I bought it, no particular reason, just because I liked it. And I wasn't ever planning on wearing it on the stream. Um, and then one day, I can't remember, I was some, in some other random store. And then I saw another animal. I think it was like a puppy or something that had the ears hanging off it. And I was like, you know what? I like that one too. I'm going to buy it. And then it just started becoming this thing. And I started coming across these random hats. And every time I would be fascinated with one, I would just buy it. This because usually they were only like, you know, five or 10 bucks or whatever. It was no big deal. Um, and then I guess one day it was like in the middle of winter 
in Australia, which is still not really that cold, but <laughs> cold enough. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to wear one of these on stream just because it was cold. And I thought it looked fun. And then it kind of the next stream came around and I kind of just wore it again. And then I wore one of the other hats and then it started to become a thing. And now I immensely regret it because <laughs> I'm not wearing one right now, but it is the middle of summer here. It was like 40 something degrees the other day and I was blasting my goddamn aircon wearing a goddamn beanie in the middle of Australian summer in goddamn Queensland. Uh, yeah, so... That's a bit of a struggle, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. It's just fun. It's just, like, a little bit of fun. It's just a little bit of fun flair, a bit of my own personality that I could throw into the stream, I guess. I love it. It's a bit of fun. And uh, I think I was first introduced to it. I couldn't even tell you when, but I think I had uh, donated or subbed or something of that sort where you said, oh, you get to pick the hat that I wear. And I was literally, like, I don't know what fucking hats he has but I, I said pick your favorite hat and you put on i can't remember what it was it was just something absolutely ridiculous and i was like this is my favorite stream of all time so, uh, <laughs> see i've learned since then now i have a hats command so if people don't know what hats i have they can just type exclamation point hats in the chat and we'll give them a big list of hats i'm going to check out that hats list because i absolutely want to <laughs> go something else that actually i didn't even this isn't like a question i wrote down this is just something that i'm just thinking about now you know not only do you have like the hat thing that makes your stream very unique but you have just just an infinite sound of sound effects and it sounds like it's very similar to the hat where it just pisses you the fuck off like Oh yeah, it, it's it's the bane of your existence whilst you're streaming. No, honestly, <laughs> the hats don't really piss me off per se. Like if I don't want to wear one, oh, oh yeah, yeah it's good it. fun. But, but yeah, the that the the sound effects, it's the the part that annoys me with them. Like I love I, I love them when they're relevant and when they happen at times that I think is funny. But sometimes people will just autom just spam sound effects as much as they can. Because I, 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 I've set them up in a way where you can't really spam them. Each sound effect in itself can only be set off once an hour. So but you can set off one like, you can't really spam one them differently back but to back. Yeah, different. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. Like one person can only set off one sound effect every half an hour. But people literally work together in the chat sometimes to be like, there'll be this emotional moment in a game or this heartbreaking story thing happening on the screen. And then they'll just spam the most annoying sound effects over the top of it. And I swear, they're just sitting there waiting for these moments to happen. And nobody set off a sound effect for like four hours. And they'll be like, you know when we should set off all these fucking sound effects? Right when, you know, this main character who you love is dying in front of your eyes. Let's set off all the sound effects now, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, oh, I, and that's the part. That is the only part that it gets me a little bit salty. Like, oh, it's just like, you know, I'm trying to enjoy this game, this beautiful moment. I'm on the edge of tears and you're just fucking ruining it. Oh, I was seeing, I was watching you play uh, Horizon. Um the, I think it was yesterday or the day before. No, no, not yesterday. It was a couple of days ago. And I think the same thing happened where there was this emotional moment and then suddenly one of your viewers just started spamming, like, running in the 90s. And it was just... Oh, yeah. It, it was it was, it was was so funny to watch because you were just so visibly <laughs> just annoyed by what had just happened. But it, it was great fun. It was a good time. Oh, People man. enjoy it, so it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those... It's, I don't know. It's all in the name of fun. And, like, you know, you can... Like, there are things in my stream that'll be, like, it's, it's fun to get annoyed about, but ultimately... It, it makes the whole experience like nicer and better for myself and the viewers as well. So yeah, yeah. totally get where it, you're coming it, from. For me, 
I, I, I figure it puts a smile on people's faces, and if it does that, then it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just the whole idea of streaming, isn't it? Like, I mean, you know, we do it to, to entertain ourselves and waste some time and have a creative outlet, but also, like, the, the really rewarding part of it is just, you know, having a, a community of amazing people that love what you do, so. Yeah, yeah, like, nothing makes me feel better than, like, after a stream or at the end of the stream or something, someone's like, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed the stream today. Or, you know, I like, oh, I laughed so much. Or, like, and every now and then I'll see a message like that or I'll get a message and I'll be like, oh, yeah, psh, worth it, worth it. I'll stream for another year just for that message. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so what year are you up to now? You're going to be streaming until, like, 2042 or 43? I can't remember. Oh, anymore. yeah, I'll be... 2142 maybe i'll be dead by oh then, yeah <laughs> uh, you know we'll, we'll just go until until the ticker stops you know we'll just we'll just go as long as we can i'll, I'll live stream my funeral <laughs> <laughs> uh having that all arranged before you die like on your deathbed just saying to you know like your partner and your kids and everyone here's my twitch password here's my stream key go nuts <laughs> Oh, oh yeah dude what future are we coming into it's gonna be insane um so going from here i have we've, we've gone through a couple of fun haha light-hearted questions but i've got a couple here lined up that i really want to pick your brain on because i, I know you, you have a lot of opinions on uh, these things coming up and i, I really do want to hear your perspective i'm sure everyone that's watching would love to hear your perspective as well the first one not as crazy um but it is a bit personal um it's specifically it's regarding the diabetes situation and you know, I, again, it's one of those things that you don't really see really broadly discussed on Twitch. Like, if, if people feel this way, like, they may be open about it, but they may not particularly love discussing it or make it a part of their stream. But for you, it's actually quite pivotal. And, you know, like, it's in your panels. It's right there where, you know, you, you discuss that, you know, you, you're lighthearted about it. You say, oh, you, got, you might get the opportunity to watch me jab myself with a needle and uh, things like <laughs> that. And... You know, but I might, if, if I were you personally, I would be, I'd, I'd feel a bit vulnerable. I'd feel a bit uh, open to, 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 to discussing something that was so real. You know what I mean? And um, I, I do want to hear about, you know, your story in terms of like having diabetes and, you know, how you came to make it a part of your stream and, you know, how it's, uh, you know, it's driven you to, you know, raise all this money for these charities and, you know, I really think it's, it's obviously something very important to you, but I, I, I want to hear you talk about it a bit more. So, um, okay. I have, I have a, I have a little bit of a story about how I found out that I have diabetes. If you want to I would hear that. love to hear the story. Let's kick it off. Okay. Um, I was having a, what turned out to be a completely unrelated eye issue at the time, but they couldn't figure out why I was having this issue. I was getting all these scans and I was, they sent me off to get a ridiculous amount of blood tests and i went and got all these blood tests i waited a few die a few days i was staying at my grandparents house at the time and my doctor happened to be family friends with my grandparents the phone rings in the morning just as i'm about to leave to go to work i pick up the phone and it's the doctor oh, just a quick interjection How i assumed uh this was just before i started streaming actually okay wow and it's kind of maybe one of the reasons i started streaming so um but I, I um, answered the phone. I assumed it was going to be for my grandparents, but my doctor was there and she goes, no, no, no. I called because I wanted to speak to you. Your blood results have come in. It's very important that you come directly to the doctor's office. You come to my office right now. Stop whatever you're doing. Don't go to work. Just pack up your stuff, get in your car, come to the doctor's office right now, and then hangs up the phone. And didn't tell me why, 
So me being the kind of, I guess, bit of a pessimist that I am, not only did I just go to immediately to the worst possible outcome I'm going to in die my head, today. I went like beyond <laughs> the worst possible outcome. My first thought was not, oh no, I'm dying of cancer now. I, my first thought was, oh no, how am I going to tell my family that I'm dying? Like, that was the first, literally the first thing that I thought. How? Oh, my mom's probably going to cry a lot when I tell her that I'm dying. Like, <laughs> I guess maybe it's because I'm a bit of a pessimist in that way. Um, but, and I was thinking that for like the next half an hour as I'm getting, packing my stuff up, getting it in my car, driving down to the doctor's office the whole time. I'm thinking, how is my sister going to handle this when she finds out, you know, my family's going to lose their shit. I wonder how much longer I've got to live. Like, <laughs> that's just what I'm thinking. I get to the doctor's office. I walk in. One of the nurses is there and she starts doing all these random tests and asking me these questions. But I still don't know what's going on. And I don't know why she's she's weighing me. She's measuring my height and stuff. And I don't know what's happening. She didn't tell you straight away. And then finally, she in, she's like, okay, now. Because this was one of the nurses, not the doctor. Oh, okay, right. And she just assumed that I already knew what, why I was there. But I didn't. And then she kind of clocked on a little bit later and said, oh, wait, hang on a second. You don't know why you're here, do you? And I said, nope, I have no idea. And she goes, oh, wait there. I'll go get the doctor. So she go gets the doctor and the doctor comes in and she comes up to me and she says, Ricky, you've got type one diabetes. And I'll tell you right now, I don't think anyone's ever been so relieved to find out that they have diabetes. Cause I was just like, Woo! Oh my God. Thank God. Oh, I've got diabetes. Thank God. I'm not dying. Like I was so, I was so like suddenly such a big weight was lifted off my shoulders. So it was probably the opposite of what anybody else would feel when they find out they've got diabetes. But um, for me, it was like a big weight lifted off my shoulders at that time. So, <laughs> but I guess going through that bit of an experience there is what kind of prompted me to make some changes in my life where I decided to go out and do things that maybe I was never, ever going to do. Because I was very, very, very shy as a person. I'm still very much an introvert, but I decided I want to try to go out there and do some things. And one of the things that I ended up trying to do after that was actually streaming on Twitch. And here we are now. Wow. <laughs> Stream still doing streaming Seven on Twitch. Seven years on. Look so, at you go. That's insane. Yeah. And how else has your life changed after the news as well? I mean, obviously you said you made a lot of big changes, Twitch being a huge one, obviously. But how how else do you feel like you're a different person since getting the news? Um, honestly, it's one of those one of the things that I am actually pretty decent at is kind of just adapting with situations very easily. Um, and that was one of the things like the doctors told me in the months afterwards because you know you'd have to get regularly, regularly, regularly checked up in the in the months straight after finding out that you have diabetes because so much stuff could go wrong especially in the early days if you're not taking care of yourself properly um i'm one of those people who can kind of just find something out and i'm instantly like well this is the reality of the situation now i know what it is deal with it move on keep living your life Roll with the punches. and absolutely yeah i kind of just so i didn't other than trying to be maybe a little bit more outgoing and, and try new things in my life, other than that, my life as a whole didn't really change that much other than the, you know, well, there's there's the stuff like 
I have to test my blood all the time and literally inject insulin into myself and I have to stick needles in myself three or four times a day. Um, but that just became part of living for me. So it's not like, you know, it, it's just part of my regular day now. It doesn't feel like, oh, I'm doing this extra thing on top of living my life. That is just my life. Right. It's just what it is, you know? And that's probably the healthiest so- mentality to have because if you see this thing that you have to do otherwise you die if you see that as a burden you'll i can imagine you get pretty down pretty quick so but like being able to accept it and then you know adopt it as being part of who you are and then you know owning it in a a degree i imagine that's probably a healthier mindset to have yeah and i think that one of the things especially with type 1 diabetes is a lot of people who get type 1 uh get it either from birth or when they're very young children. That was what I was and going to ask I'm, because you obviously, if you only found out seven years ago, you were, you were in your 20s, right? And Exactly. Like, that so that's, that's the thing. You you can still develop it in your in your 20s, um, but you, you, you generally, you it's very, very l- much lower chance that you develop it the older you get. Um, so... You usually wouldn't develop it, let's say, in your 40s. The chances are unbelievably rare, next to impossible. But I'm glad that if it was going to happen to me, it happened when I was in my 20s. Because like you said, I don't don't think as a kid you would deal with that kind of massive change in your life and that kind of situation nowhere near as well. Like, just imagine going through puberty and having to deal with puberty and then also diabetes at the same time and just feeling so different from everybody else because you're always doing these things and you have to carry around your your testing kit and your insulin and your needles around with you everywhere and just like uh, and that's one of the things that i've i know about because i've kind of like at least online and uh stuff i've kind of tried to get in touch with some other like diabetes communities online and stuff like that and and a lot of the hard parts are that those growing years as a as a kid and as a teenager especially from parents trying to take care of their kids with diabetes is it is very hard to convince a kid that hey you need to stick these needles in yourself today you need to do this now and they're just like no you know how many times have your parents tell you things as a as a teenager and you're like no i'm not listening to you i'm not going to do that but in this situation it's if you don't do this you're killing yourself. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Uh, like it might not feel like it. Like, cause you don't, if you don't inject, you don't instantly feel like shit. You feel still, you still feel fine. But in the long run, you're destroying your body. Your, your organs are getting damaged. And so those of the, that's um, in, the, in the Twitch chat at the moment, like how, how would that impact you if you were to go a while without insulin? Uh, if I went to not inject insulin, what would happen over time is the sugars in my bloodstream would constantly build up and build up until uh, they would be just um, at a point where they're starting to kind of eat away and destroy my nerve endings and my internal organs and stuff like that. Because um, what happens is how, how type 1 diabetes works is when you're consuming any carbohydrates or sugars they get processed in your in your body and then that enters your bloodstream and what the insulin that your your body creates insulin that insulin is used to process those sugars and carbohydrates and allow them to be absorbed into your blood cells and used if you don't have that insulin then that blood that sugar in your blood doesn't get absorbed into your cells it just continuously builds up in your bloodstream 
until it just gets out of control and you could end up in a coma and you can die. And just for clarification, so like a person that isn't diabetic, they their body naturally would produce the insulin that would break down the sugars in the bloodstream. But as a diabetic person, you don't have the ability to to produce insulin naturally. So that's what the injections are for. Yeah. So in your pancreas, you've got these beta cells in your pancreas, which create the insulin. They, in my body, have been destroyed and they don't exist anymore. So they... My body in itself does not create any insulin. That's why I have to inject and that's it, or else I wouldn't have you, it. You had these 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 beta cells like in your pancreas as you know, in, as a child and an adolescent. And was it just a just a genetic thing that just occurred? Like they happened to get destroyed over time, or? Well, what can happen is usually you have a much chi- higher chance of developing that if your parents or somewhere in your genetic line um, people have diabetes. But I didn't have that. And what can happen to people like me is you might just get a completely regular average everyday cold one day. And when your own immune system is fighting those cold cells within your body for some unknown reason, it looks at those cells in your pancreas that create the insulin and it sees them as the cold cells as well and destroys them. Your own your own immune system destroys it. Uh, and that's what happened. So my my own immune system is killing me. Well, that basically. sucks. That that's just really <laughs> shitty luck, isn't it? <laughs> that's that's very unfortunate. Oh man, that is a very a very kind of unscientific and vague and unprofessional explanation of it. Like I'm not a doctor, so you could get uh, if you want to know more about it, you could get way better examples online. Google it, look up a YouTube video or something. Absolutely. And we've got lost pod files in chat. Just say that I'm getting tested for diabetes tomorrow. I might have it, dude. I really hope everything goes well for you. Hopefully, you are in the clear. But uh, if it does happen to be bad news, I mean, you can have who knows? Like you could go from you know being diagnosed with having you know diabetes to then having the juiciest booty on Twitch. So you know, like there 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 is it, there is a bright future regardless so don't 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 at least have get too down either way but uh can confirm can confirm we've got the the man right here who can confirm that absolutely well from there i wanted to move on to something else and it's it is changing gears a little bit but um you know and this is probably something that y- you've discussed very uh very sparingly no, maybe that's not the right word you have not discussed this quite a lot um, especially publicly um and if you do want to keep it that way, that is totally cool. You, of course, you don't have to discuss anything you don't want to. But I, I'm so interested in hearing your perspective on this because, you know, I I think you have such a mature and wise opinion um, on on things that are related to this question. And uh, basically, I kind of just wanted to bring up um, a lot of the Twitch controversies that have been happening, specifically in the Australian community in the last, let's say, year or so. And I don't want to bring up anything in particular. That's not relevant. I don't want to bring light to these situations. That doesn't need to be the case but from where i've been standing and personally from people i've been discussing it with we tend to find that drama is on the rise these controversies are on the rise um in the twitch community and it's fantastic that these things are being spoken about um as of late there seems to be obviously you know a bit of a bit of a movement in in that regards but it, it, it it's 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 saddening and, it, and it's unfortunate to know that like there are, there are these allegations and these things happening in the community um and it seems to feel as though it's happening more and more and you did have a tweet uh, or a series of tweets regarding um, probably one of the larger controversies that's happened recently. And you, you kind of touched on your feelings about that um, there, but I, you haven't really necessarily addressed the, uh, the controversies as a, as a whole, like just as, as 
the general sentiment of the community changes. It becomes less of this tightly knit community and more about this this growing thing. And as it grows, there tends to be more drama and controversy as well. And I wanted to just pick your brain on that and see what you think about that. Um, it's just one of those things where as Twitch as a platform grows and if you look at the numbers and how much it has absolutely exploded, especially in the last, let's say, two years, it's as more people are on the platform, just like just like in the rest of the world, there's a lot of assholes out there in the world. And as any any group of people anywhere, you know, there's always going to be a percentage of assholes in the group. And so as more people are on Twitch, there's going to be more assholes, but there's also going to be more amazing and brilliant people at the same time. So you just get the good with the bad. As the platform grows, that's what's going to happen. But, you know, hopefully as things go on, and especially in the way that kind of society and online communities are moving, when these assholes pop up, hopefully, you know, they get called out on their shit and they get buddy kicked out and yeah. shit moves on, basically. I don't know. I don't have that I don't have that much of a big, deep kind of thought on it. I just say like when I come across those things, I just say what I think at the time and move on. Absolutely. And you know, that's probably like that's probably the way to go too. Like you, you definitely, because from what I understand, you had a lot of people asking for your perspective on, you know, particular controversies, and I feel as though you may have been a bit hesitant at first to discuss it because it, it to, to to discuss it is only to, to give it a new set of eyeballs, and you've essentially given it a platform to grow in, in in essence. But that's not just you; that's everyone that discusses anything that happens ever. And, you know, were you, were you hesitant to discuss anything that's happened in the past or would you be hesitant to discuss things that happen in the future as well? Or, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think I'm necessarily hesitant. It's just that I, if people ask me a specific thing, I'll answer it. But when just random situations pop up, like the situations that happens, you know, that you're, you're talking about not that long ago. There are so many other people already talking about it and and opening it up, you know, to other people's eyes, giving it more awareness and all that kind of stuff. I didn't. I just felt like, well, you know, they're already doing that. I I'm not going to really be able to contribute in any way or give any real new insight that probably other people haven't said. They've probably already said all the same things that I'm thinking anyway. So I can't really do anything. But I guess, you know, it, then in like in some personal chats and stuff people asked me some questions about it and then i kind of had this weird feeling where it's and it's very weird where people kind of in some weird way at least a small amount of people kind of look up to me in the community for some reason i don't know why but and they were like wanted to know my opinion maybe because i am one of the older people like I'm, there's not many people on twitch above 30 so i'm nearly 33 now and i guess maybe that makes me among the more mature people on the platform. So yeah, people just started asking me what my thoughts were on, on what was happening. And so I thought, well, people want to know my thoughts. I'll let them know because people asked, but if, yeah, I don't, I don't generally just go out of my way to try to give opinions on things unless people specifically say they want to know my opinion and then I'll let them know. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's uh, and uh, that's good to know as well because it's. Uh, I was curious about that, and it's, it's nice to hear it come from the horse's mouth directly. But in terms of these these controversies, you you kind of insinuated that it's just part of growing as a platform. Um, but do you think that 
these controversies, they're what are the impacts that they're going to have on us as a community in the long run? In the short term, you know, a lot of us banded together and we, we, we discussed our experiences and we, we not, not necessarily you and I, but just people in general, they sort of, uh, how can we prevent this in the future? Um, let's, let's make sure this doesn't happen again. Um, what's the long-term implications of these things happening in our community, do you believe? Um, I, I I don't know. <laughs> I'm not wise enough for those kind of questions. I don't know. I'm just I don't know. I'm just on the platform to have fun and and mm. make people smile. Like a lot of that stuff was stuff that happened outside of the platform. It was just people acting like themselves out in the real world. Uh and those people acting like themselves out in the real world just happened to be assholes in the real world so and they were called out for being assholes in the real world and that's just who they were that was their personality you know um and it's going to keep being like that there are everyone like there's going to be there's never going to be a situation where everybody gets along with everybody else unfortunately like there's always going to be disagreements there's always going to be arguments there's always going to be assholes it's always going to happen and you can't stop it. Uh, you can just deal with it when it happens. Uh, and, you know, hopefully the community does a good job of dealing this with this shit as it happens. Yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's not as if there's a strategy that, we, that the community can necessarily take to prevent it. It sort of is one of those things you do with on a case-by-case basis. Um, and you can only hope that it wouldn't happen again, but I mean... It's, it's it's one of those things that just like you said it just does happen but um yeah and- it's it's one of those things where like you can't nobody can do anything about it um before in before something happens like you don't know somebody has to act like an asshole before you know that they are an asshole like someone might have been an asshole for 10 years but they haven't done anything in front of you so you don't know until one day something happens and you're like whoop Oh, turns out that guy is an asshole after all. Well, who would have known? Yeah, it's it, and it does suck too. Because I mean, like, it's uh, there are these people that may look up to these people that that are involved in these controversies, and you know, to have these people that you admire and you respect and you've supported, I only to hear that you know that they're probably the kind of person that you wish you hadn't had supported. It's it, it it affects more than just the people that were directly affected. It kind of affects the whole community um, in general, which you know it, it is unfortunate. But I, I think. Uh, we've gone through probably some larger controversies recently that we haven't really experienced as a smaller community until now. And if we're going forward, I think, you know, given that these controversies we've learned from them and we can apply what we've learned to future situations where, you know, we can move on quicker and just make people try to feel better quicker as well. So I guess there's yeah, some good. I feel, I feel like one thing, I guess, we get a little bit different here in Australia or in the ANZ or OC community, whatever you want to call it. Um, I feel like we are a much smaller and therefore much more tight-knit community. And when this kind of stuff happens, it really rings out among everybody because a lot of people know each other. Whereas if you compare something like that to America and Canada and that, where they're sharing their time zones, there's so, so many more kind of segmented and smaller communities but it's not like one big community as a whole it's like they don't all because it's 
such a much much more people in that area it it doesn't i don't think it kind of hits as hard as a community feeling absolutely like it does here yeah no i, I definitely agree and uh, i guess the only thing that'll change is if the australian community gets larger then it, it, it will we'll feel the shock waves of these controversies a lot less but hopefully that doesn't take away the significance and the importance of them as they happen as well it just uh, yeah yeah absolutely well, uh, well, thank you for, for discussing that as well, because um, I have wanted to ask that a little while. I actually wanted to ask you personally when they were happening, but I figured it would it was quite insensitive at the time. And, you know, now that it's there's some distance between that and this, like, it's it's good to get your opinions on them. But um, you actually touched oh. on my next question a little briefly as well. And you've actually mentioned it a couple of times in this podcast. And you mentioned it quite a bit in your stream as well. And it's, um, you know, I haven't ever heard you talk uh seriously about this this conversation i i've i've, I've yeah, a lot of the time you kind of just joke about it um but i i do want to definitely hear your opinion on something um you've mentioned that you're 32 years old and you're going to be turning 33 soon um and you've mentioned how you are older than the majority of people on this platform and that this platform is, is is typically the demographic is quite younger than than what you are and i, I just kind of wanted to get your perspective on what it is to be a streamer that you, you self-described as older than most other people and specifically i wanted to know if you ever felt as though you were even being pushed out of this community or you kind of started to get this lurking feeling that like you're not quite you don't quite belong like has do these feelings ever cross your mind at all like does this bother you or honestly never never i've never felt that way at all like i as a as a community i i felt like really really welcomed by most people like most people are especially when you meet them in real life at meetups and stuff i mean getting beyond the fact that a lot of us not all of us but a lot of us are very awkward and weird people in real life because we're just you know sitting at home playing video games on the internet and then every now and then we go out there and meet each other and it's like oh i I've never met I've never met you in real life but I know you from the internet you yeah, know? It's and that rough. can feel pretty weird and awkward and but I've never felt in any way that I'm being like pushed out of the community or not accepted or or anything that's like good. that. That's good. That's good. Never. And uh, the only reason yeah. why and I that's, ask that's is one of the things I love about. If I'm insecure about something personally like what I tend to do is I like to bring attention to it and I like to bring focus to it and I like to essentially own my insecurity so that way it can't be used against me so like a good example is my hairline right like i make a lot of jokes about my hairline um you know i'm in my early 20s and uh but th like that's dude i'm literally look at this i am 22 <laughs> years old and you can see my scalp through my thinning hair it is it's it's just quite atrocious isn't it and um <laughs> like you see, you, you you got. I'm lucky because, like, yeah, I've got like a giant forehead, and my my hair's going backwards as well. But what you can't see on the camera is my bald spot in the back of my oh, head. Oh, can we have a look? Can we have this be a Twitchy Coffee Podcast exclusive? <laughs> oh, this is not an exclusive. I've showed Damn. it off multiple well, times. Let's People pretend that it is. Let's let's just yeah. pretend. All right. Uh, oh wow look at her go oh my god, dude! I'm not far off it. I don't don't worry. I'm definitely not here to judge. I'm. I'll, I'll join you soon. I will be joining you very, very soon. So, uh, I, um, like maybe a couple of years ago, I think I, I pretty much put, uh, my, my hair's future in the hands of my partner where I just said, listen, whenever you feel like it's ready to go and I should shave my head, just tell me, I don't care. I don't have that much of an attachment to it. 
just let me know and I'll shave it the second you tell me I should shave it. And they haven't told me to shave it yet, so still here. I have had the exact same agreement with my partner as well. I've told her, look, I, look, you decide when it's gone. Let me know if it's bad enough to get rid of now. If it is, I'll get rid of it. Done. No questions asked. But if it's not, let me hold on to it for as long as I can. And uh, <laughs> and she hasn't pulled the plug on me yet, but I've got Metal Maniac Matt right here telling me that I should shave this shit off immediately. Um, <laughs> he's even told me that he will shave his head off if I shave my head off too. And uh, Oh my God, that is a big call from that luxurious locks on that literally oh it's God. his aussie rapunzel you know i would feel like i am robbing the world <laughs> of you know beauty if i was to take him up on that deal but yeah it's uh <laughs> it's it, it is it's it, the reason why i bring it up is because i'm actually genuinely pretty insecure about it and um you know i kind of try to uh tackle the insecurity of it by just trying to make a joke out of it just trying to meme about it um you know i call myself like a balding dude on stream like but I think if I was to not do that, I would be even more insecure about it. And you know, the re yeah. and you you often bring up your age, and I've always wondered if that came from a place of insecurity where you know you you felt as though you could have been unwelcome because you're older than other streamers. But I, I, it is it is really good to hear that you know that, that doesn't bother you. That's that, that's really awesome to hear, to be honest. So yeah, no, I'm uh, I definitely do not feel insecure about it. I mean, yeah, I mean. I'll a little bit a little bit scared about it because i'm getting closer to dying and all that but, but not insecure about it no <laughs> oh, but that's yeah good. no it's 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 I, I i know what you mean though about like kind of making fun of yourself and and that kind of making light of things that maybe make you feel that way because i i do the same thing all the time and that's i feel like for me that's half of the reason why whenever people say nice things about me in my head i'm just like i and i always reply with Nah, nah, I'm a jerk. What are you talking about? That guy, that raw guy's a jerk. Right. Nobody should watch his stream. It's crap. He once like... threw a baby in the <laughs> oven, guys. <laughs> yeah, what a jerk. <laughs> oh, man. No, it's, uh, but no, that's fantastic to hear. And I think maybe over time, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get less insecure about it. So that's good. Well, I actually wanted to move on to something else as well. We had a question come in earlier from Chili Loves You. And uh, if there's anyone else that's chilling in the chat right now, you can absolutely ask a question and I will ask Raw for you. And uh, we'll get his perspective on whatever you have to ask. But to those of you who are listening to the podcast back, jump over to the live streams and uh, you get to ask your questions live while we have our special guests on. But Chili Loves You said, question for later. Are there any regrets on keeping true to yourself? Sounds odd, but you see people who are successful based solely off of the facade they give directly to get views, and is it hard to deal with? Now, I, I, I don't I, quite understand what Chili was trying to go with here. I think it touched similarly on like the generosity earlier, but do you? Yeah, how do you translate that question? I I think I understand it, and I a little bit sometimes. Like I, there are, there are times where. I feel like I should be doing this differently. There are times where I feel like I should be focusing more on trying to maybe make this a career because that's it would be it would be amazing if it was. It would be like, you know, dream job status, you know, quit my regular job which let's face it who almost nobody really likes their job i i don't feel like i'm achieving anything at my regular job or anything like that um so there are definitely times where i look back at how i run my stream and just think i could and maybe should focus it more businessy and more professional and more focused on growth and 
have a try to try to have goals of becoming full-time streamer one day and making a career of it but at the same time i just don't feel like that's realistic for me i just don't feel like i would ever achieve that and i've i guess i've always felt that way like i've been doing this for a long time i've been doing this for longer than most people on the platform um and i see you know i just feel like if i was gonna grow here and make something of it it probably would have happened by now and i guess i just i just don't believe it'll ever happen so i don't know i like it doesn't change the fact that i put like all of my passion and creativity into this and i work my ass off on it but i work my ass off on it in a because i love it and not in a way of trying to make it a job like i do it because it's my passion and it's my hobby but it's not my job um but yeah i don't know i see other people who whose goal it is is to make this their job and make it their career and they focus on that and obviously they you can tell that they stream and and compose themselves in a way where their focus is growth and their focus is you know business and making money and you know just make working your way to the top and making it a job for themselves and yeah i don't know i yeah i, I do think about it though i think about it and i get i get a little bits of regret here and there and then i turn around and say nah it's you still love it i still enjoy it I still, it's still my hobby. It's still my favorite pastime. I think it's incredibly important so, that you yeah. focus on the fact that you love it rather than the fact that you want to try to get growth and money from it. I think if that's what you enjoy, then there's, there should be no reason to change it. Like, and like, why risk it? Like, why, if it's not broken, don't like, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Like I, just because you may not be getting to those like top tier streamer levels where you're on front page and that kind of thing, that doesn't mean you're not successful. Like I would consider you to be a very successful person. Not because of numbers or money, but because, you know, you have something that you love, you still love it, you still do it seven years later, and you have something to show for it. You have an amazing community of people that love what you do, and you love to, to be there. So, I think that's success. I think, you know, I, I wouldn't change your tactic to f try to find success when you've already got it, is, is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, like, yeah, I feel like different people have different definitions of how they see success um and i guess like i i, I know you look at my stream and you, you you see that as a form of success i guess for me like as much as i love it and it's my hobby whatever i don't necessarily see it as success per se but i've never focused on my stream being a big success and i guess one of the one of the things that popped up with that recently was that's something you mentioned earlier where i tweeted out oh i've almost hit one hundred fifty thousand views on twitch and then in that tweet, I don't know if you saw it, but like I was like, yeah, that might not seem like very much for some, but to me, it seems really big. I did see that. Yeah. And then, you know, some of the replies were like, you know, what do you mean? It doesn't seem like a lot. That's that's fucking massive. It's humongous. But in my head, the way I'm seeing it is like, you know, some people get that in one stream. It took me seven years. Some people do that in literally a single stream, like, or some people upload a, a five minute, 10 minute YouTube video and they get they get those numbers easily they get hundreds of thousands millions of views like that's five minutes or 10 minutes of edited video content and this was me literally seven years and 
probably tens of thousands of hours of of streaming. But I suppose the grass is always greener on the other side and there's always a bigger fish, you know? Like, yes, there absolutely are creators out there that they can put out a five-minute video and get 150,000 views in a day. Easy peasy, it happens every day. But conversely, I would say majority of people will never, ever get to near the numbers that you have. Ever. Like, that just won't be attainable for them. Just how you are so set in your way, your mind, that... I probably won't ever get partnership. Like they are set in their mind similarly to, uh, there is no way that individually people will click on my channel 150,000 times. That like, that's just uh, a fucking mind blow to them. And that's probably, those are the same people that are responding to your tweet saying that is huge. Congratulations. And uh, yeah, yeah, but like alternatively, maybe close to what? hundred thousand of those views were just because I was on the front page for two weeks. So yeah, take those numbers off and there they go. It's funny funny how the numbers are usually quite objective, but I think the success in the numbers is very subjective, you know? And even if you take away the views that you got from being, you know, on front page because of grassroots, like you would still be sitting, I would say at about 70,000 views. Like if you got 100,000 in that, no, you you got about 83,000 views in that time. So you'd you'd still be quite high up, even still in the 70s, 80,000s. That's still insane. That is still a very good number to have and i wouldn't you know i wouldn't turn a blind eye to, to numbers like that i think that's pretty i think that's great yeah but, I, um, like don't get me wrong like i know that i'm 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 total hypocrite in when it comes to this stuff because i look at myself and my own numbers and i think of it one way and then if i looked at somebody else and see their success uh and they achieve the same thing i see it a totally different way and i think it's just because of how I view myself compared to how I view other people. I see other people do that and I'm like, that is fucking amazing. Congratulations. You deserve it. And then I look at me and I might achieve the exact same thing. And I'll be like, nice, nice job, dickhead. <laughs> well, we're always our own worst critics, aren't we? It's, uh, it's a gift and a curse yeah. for the creative type, I think. Oh, boy. Well, thank you very much, Chili Loves, you for putting in that question. That was a fantastic question. And, uh, you know, I, I, I wish I did ask it, it myself, but... Uh, but maybe I'll use it for, for future episodes as well. Now, I want to end uh, this podcast quite soon. But before I end every podcast, I've got three questions I just want to fire off to you. And I want to really just uh, get your, your raw opinion on these ones, no pun intended. Um, and the first <laughs> one is, uh, so what are your goals for your channel? Now, we've spoken a lot about, you know, you don't necessarily have these goals. You kind of just do what you do because you love it. But if you were to put a goal in your channel somewhere, maybe it's not a viewer number. Maybe it's you want to do something or you want to, have something happen or anything like that do you have any goals for for your streaming uh i just want to do what i'm doing now but do it bigger and better and raise more money for charity this year what's bigger and better what what, what does that mean to be bigger and better right now um just i don't know i guess be able to stream to more people put more smiles on more people's faces in you know be able to entertain more people and raise more money for charity and just get the reach out there and make people smile more. I don't know. (laughs) It's like, I don't have any specific goals. Like I did have goals. I did have like very vague goals in the past for many years. Like one of them was, Oh, you know what I would love to do one day is be on a panel at a convention. And I did that last year. (laughs) That is a goal you achieved. That is, that is amazing. Yeah. And then I did that goal and I thought about it and I was like, oh God, I don't have anything planned after this. <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> what do I do now? Oh shit. Yeah, I don't Just know. Ending I don't, stream I don't right have after any that. specific ones. Oh. 
Yeah, just stop. Career over. Career. That's a big <laughs> Seven one. years yeah, done. Just streams over. Shutting it down. We're shutting it down. No. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I just want to keep doing what I'm doing, but I want to feel like I'm doing it better. I don't know. Like it's. It's one of those things where I don't. I have to. I. I see my own. You know, definition of success. Like I said before, and it's just one of those things where. If I feel like I'm doing it better, then it feels good. And if I feel like I'm not doing it better, then that's just not a good feeling. It's just a matter of how I'm feeling about it. So as the year progresses, if I feel like I'm doing a good job, I'll just be like, well, you're doing it. Keep keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that's a very good answer. I think it's a it's a unique answer. I don't think I'll get that very often with all the guests I bring on. So it's 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 cool to hear that from you. And the last question I had for you, uh, no, sorry, I've got I've got two more for you. Um, the second one is, uh, who is your favorite streamer? That is a big uh, question. I know, I know. It, it's 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 not as easy just to go blah and then just spit out a name. Oh but- no 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 no. You see, I I heard, I I watched, was watching you know you stream this last week with Matt. And he called me out. He did. He said that uh, you were his favorite streamer. And and, uh, and you know what you get in return, Matt? <gasps> Metal Maniac oh Matt? Do you know God. what you get in return? Fucking nothing! <laughs> you son of a bitch! Think you're my favorite streamer? Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> <laughs> you had me, dude. I was convinced you were going to say Matt. <laughs> uh, um... <laughs> oh... No, I don't know. I don't. No, you're right though. Fuck Metal Maniac. Completely, completely honest answer. I don't have a single favorite. I, I don't. I literally don't. I have, I have dozens that I love watching, that I really enjoy watching, that make me laugh my ass off when I'm watching it. And yeah, Metal Maniac Matt is definitely one of those people. I know I can go to his stream, and I know he's gonna make me fucking laugh if I'm watching his stream. I know that's that's gonna happen. So he's definitely up there. But I don't have one specific person that I would say blows me completely out of the water like anybody. Do you have any streamer that you watch more than anybody more than else? Not, I don't think so. Not really. I, I don't. I don't. I honestly don't think. Like, I open up my following, you know, page and. I'll be like, fuck, this is the hardest choice I have to make all day. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll open up, I'll literally open up five or six streams and try to watch them all at once yeah. and then get very confused. <laughs> and then, yeah, I, 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 it's, I don't have a single favorite. And I think as well, that's one of those things where, you know, a lot of people have like, I don't know if this is slightly related maybe to why I feel this way, but you know, a lot of people get like really starstruck about, movie stars like oh my god they're my favorite if i met them in real life i would die i don't get any of that like i don't feel that way about quote unquote famous people or 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 any specific person no specific person makes me feel like i'm gonna faint or anything like that or scream out in public or i'm not gonna chase them for an autograph or anything like that we're all just regular people on this earth doing our own thing we're all just dudes playing video games you know like that's, yeah, that's we're all we're just uh, yeah. When it comes to Twitch, we're all just sitting here. We're all just playing video games. And if you're like Matt or many of the other people who I follow, or even still come across today when I'm going around looking for random people, if you can make me smile, if you can keep me entertained, then that's that's what I need, and I love it. That's good. That's good. And it, I think that's probably uh, yeah. It's it. 
it's always a hard question to ask who the favorite is, especially when there's someone like you that just supports so many streamers, especially small rising streamers that are constantly getting better and better. It's, it's a, it's a tricky question for sure. But um, yeah, there, there, I would say there definitely is one thing that one way I think about it where for me personally, my preference is I definitely enjoy watching smaller streamers and smaller communities and as that kind of viewership and community number like rises and rises and when it gets especially into like 500 or a thousand people in the chat at a time i start to lose a bit of that kind of community feeling that you get when you jump into a smaller stream and you can say things in the chat and you know you know that streamer is going to probably see that message it's not going to fly past them and be on the be on the chat for like a quarter of a second and it disappear. I feel that like way with you any can actually have has, conversations. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that way with any streamer that has at like above fifty viewers. Like at that, that's for me. That's kind of the gray area where it starts to be a bit hard to be part of the chat because I feel like more often than not, my messages go missed. And uh, yeah, I think it depends on the streamer as well and how good they are at doing those things. Yeah. So like I know for a fact there are certain streamers that have gotten to points where what they'll do is I'll have a certain parts during their stream that they'll dedicate to just chatting just reading with chat, yeah. the s- people who are there and trying to read every message and communicating and then they'll go back to the game and they'll play the game for an hour and then they'll go back to just chatting for maybe half an hour and keep chatting with people um and and i i know i follow a few people who are like that and that still achieves that it still makes you feel like you're part of that community yeah. and you're still able to talk to that streamer and get their personality and have conversations and it feels good i for me personally when that i start to lose that is when it starts getting into like the thousands yeah that's when i'm not that into it but even then like i'm not, I'm not discrediting those people who have reached that level of 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 notoriety or fame or whatever you want to call it on twitch because they're still able to have an amazing show and i would love to go back to it but i don't feel a need to watch it live when something like that's happening i could go and watch a youtube video and, and of this i could watch a vod later and i'm basically just getting the same thing from it because yeah absolutely. no communication is happening yeah i was watching lyric this morning playing some rainbow six sieges i was getting ready for work and uh yeah i, I think there were times where like my pc would delay and i would think oh shit i've got to refresh it so that way i'm getting it live and then i realized it does not matter if i'm watching it like live or 20 seconds delay because i'm not part of the chat He's not going to rate the chat. It, it has no value. I'm, I'm just watching a video that's going to go on forever. So, yeah, it's, it's exactly. a totally different vibe. And it's still it's still amazing to watch. And he's Absolutely. still a fantastic streamer. And I would, like, there are still streamers I love to watch like that. But I'm not going to even bother saying anything in the chat. No, yeah, especially when they're all sub only as well. It's not even worth, yeah, yeah. trying to do it. Yeah. Well, Chili just said in chat, okay, well, I, I, okay, I thought I was too self-obsessed and just like having my voice heard, which was why I keep the smaller channels. Thanks for the reassurance, fellas. I think that's there's, <laughs> there's always that little creeping part um, where viewers like to be part of smaller streamers because they like to get the attention. They like to like be be able to engage with the chat in a very real, direct way. And yeah, I think that's what you're saying as well. As soon as you get to those thousand viewer streams plus, it's that's just gone. That just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, but the last question yeah. I had for you, Raw, um, it is what advice do you have for up-and-coming streamers? You obviously do a lot to support rising streamers, but like if you could send one message to them and you know help them on their path to success, whatever success may be for them, what would you say to them? Quit. Quit now while you're still there. Get out of here while you've still got your run, dreams guys, in your head. Run, guys. Run. Don't, Don't let, let it get crushed you. by this terrible place. No. This toxic sludge. <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's great. Um, just one one tip for what streamers who are just starting out. That's that's a big that's a big call. Um, I mean, know what your goal is when you're starting your to stream. Know that. Choose. Make sure you've set your long-term goal at the start and shoot for that goal. If your goal is to try to make this your full-time career, treat it that way and go for that goal and stick with it. If your goal is not that, if you've got your full-time job and you're happy with it and you want to do this for fun, then know that from the beginning and and do that and enjoy it. Just choose, know, know why you're doing this and go with it because if you're doing this as a career you shouldn't treat it the same way as if you were doing this as your hobby and in that like you shouldn't treat it as the same way as you would if depending on how you're going with your goal like it's it's kind of hard i don't know if i explained that properly but yeah just know how you want to treat streaming no, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think I totally understand what you were trying to say. Metal Maniac Matt in chat says, and step over everyone on your way to the top. Yeah. It's a really good and plan. You steal, um, and steal all of your content ideas from Metal Maniac Matt. We, you absolutely should. You should also have a <laughs> podcast where you get the opportunity to bring other more successful people on, and then you get their follows from their viewership as well. It's a, it's a good idea. For sure. <laughs> absolutely. I'm not, I'm not pointing any fingers. I'm just saying it's just is what it is, you know. But, uh, but anyway, well, anyways, that wraps up this podcast, man. I just, I just wanted to say thank you so much for for coming on board and having a chat with me. I've had a I've had a ball. I've been looking forward to this like all week. It's uh, and I'm really I'm really happy that we uh we managed to get the time to sit down together and have a bit of a chat. But is there anything else you wanted to say before I before I let you go? Uh, well, I only have one more message, and that is uh. Go check out Twitchy Coffee on oh. twitch.tv forward slash Twitchy Coffee. And if you guys would uh, like to... Uh, he, he has a... <laughs> <laughs> if you guys could jump into Apple Podcasts and give me a five-star rating so that way I get as many uh, promotional uh, boosts as possible on the Apple Podcast rating system. Also go to Spotify. Give me a listen. Subscribe to the podcast. Also go to Google Podcasts if it's in your region. Probably not, but just in case. Also go to youtube.com forward slash Twitchy Coffee and subscribe over there so you get the podcast sent to you on YouTube. And also be sure to have your notifications on and twitch.tv to uh, to get notified when we go live as well thanks guys thank you very much and and, and ring that ring that bell ring button that bell button leave a comment below make sure you hit follow hit me up on patreon uh make sure you <laughs> I'm, I'm out uh, of ideas, be friends with me on myspace guys i really care about my myspace following at the moment i need to keep that up and running please don't let it fade away um but otherwise guys that is the end of the stream thank you very much Rolf, coming on i'm just gonna Abruptly, just hang up the conversation, and then I'm gonna have a little bit of a outro thing with my with. with Good, my I didn't want to talk to you anyway. Get the bloody hell oh, off my phone! Get out, get out of my stream! Get out of here! Bye, man. Thank you so much for coming on.